welcome to the Business Inc. podcast. I'm here with Paul Shrimpling of Remarkable Practice. How are you, Paul? Um, so, yeah, before we get kicked off, it'd be good if you could just tell us a bit about yourself and what Remarkable Practice does. Yep, sure. So, um, Remarkable Practice, last eight years, acted as a consultant, advisor, non-exec for accounting firms, primarily in the UK, a little bit in the US. Uh, so, I spend um, three days a week out on the road, actually... <laughs> visiting accounting firms, the partners, the managers of those firms, helping them improve their profitability. You know, we talk about inspiring accountants to do remarkable things so that they achieve remarkable results. Uh, that's something that uh, has to happen on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. You know, it's stuff they've got to do routinely, systematically, habitually. That's our real focus. Yeah, cool. Um, and you've got a connection to Roald Amundsen with that? Well, I have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, we, we, uh, we've got a product called Business Bite Size, which is um, it's a, a, a business development newsletter branded for accountants. And um, one of those editions focuses on the difference between Roald Amundsen and Scott. Uh, Scott came second and got back dead. Well, he can get back, he died. <laughs> Whereas um, uh, Amundsen got there first, 20-odd days in advance of Scott, climbed a 10,000-foot mountain on his way, um, his approach was do something every day without fail. The magic words there, without fail. So he set out to do 15 miles a day without fail, and Scott made hay while the sun shine. If that's if you can do that in the in the <laughs> South Pole. Um, so when the weather was great, Scott went a long way. When the weather was really bad, he didn't move. Whereas Scott got sorry, Amundsen got up every single day to go. 15 miles mm-hmm. and so uh, the work that we would do with accountancy firms is it's something that you know we get them to do certain little things every day or every week mm-hmm. and therein lies real success like Amundsen as opposed to Scott yeah okay so in the sales and marketing arena accountants are brilliant at doing a Scott mm-hmm. so they do it yeah and it's busy for a while and then they stop yeah Whereas, actually, if they did something every week without fail, mm-hmm. you get similar results to uh, one of these stories I tell about a three-partner firm turning over 1.5 million. We set up a weekly routine. The weekly routine delivers £600,000 worth of growth in 18 months. Okay. But it came from doing something every week. Yeah. That's real marketing. That's real sales processes. It's processes. You know, Gerber talks about systems. You know, there's lots of people talk about processes. Mm-hmm. I go, actually, yes, you've got to have systems and processes, but it comes out of the habits. Yeah. It's the habits that the partners have, the mm-hmm. owners have. It's the habits that the managers have Yeah. that determine whether the firm's successful. Mm-hmm. And that's what we focus on. So what would be an example maybe of something a firm should do daily, a firm should do weekly, if that doesn't differ too much from firm to firm? Um if we focus on weekly rather than daily, mm-hmm. daily tends to be personal, uh-huh. whereas weekly you find business habits happen weekly. Yeah. I talk, the other way of looking at it is there's certain rhythms to business. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an annual rhythm, it's called annual accounts. Mm-hmm. There's a quarterly rhythm, it's called quarterly management accounts, or possibly monthly management accounts. Yeah. There are rhythms. Mm-hmm. Uh, sales, if you go into any half-decent organisation mm-hmm. who's got sales sorted, mm-hmm. they have a weekly sales meeting. Yeah. Accountants that are successful, guess what? Have a weekly sales meeting. Mm-hmm. Most accountants don't do that. Right, they okay. don't. Yeah. Because it's not at the top of their agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I appreciate there are other things, but actually a firm that's truly committed to growth mm-hmm. 
is going to meet for 15 minutes a week mm -hmm. to review a few KPIs and make a few decisions and take a few actions mm -hmm. every week, like Amundsen. Yeah. As opposed to, oh God, we need some business and doing a squat and working <laughs> like Billio and forgetting everything else and, and focusing on sales and marketing. Yeah, right. So uh, it, it's, it, I think it's staggering that and accountants are two things really smart really nice people in my experience mm -hmm. but they don't want to get together for a 15 20 minute 30 minute chat around two or three things that can drive the habitual systemic sustainable growth of their practice mm -hmm. does that make any sense it doesn't it doesn't and why do you think that is I mean, I, I've noticed the same thing with some firms that we work with there's an aversion to, to selling um, have you have you seen that? Oh yeah, yeah. And there's um, yeah. I think every human being on the planet's got an aversion to say. Whenever we're sold to, we back away. Yeah. You know, as soon as you get the, and we're all smart to this. As soon as we get the sense that someone's selling, the shutters come down. Mm -hmm. You know, the hands go up and we walk off. And so, uh, accountants who are a really nice people, but also are predisposed to doing technical work rather than relationship work mm -hmm. will go back into the I would say back into their hole that sounds a bit negative <laughs> I don't mean it that way it's the you know, back into what they're comfortable with which is the technical work yeah. whether it be a partner doing a review as opposed to going to see a prospect mm -hmm. but this is we're not even talking about that we're talking about sitting down with our mates our colleagues in our business and having a 15, 20, 30 minute sales meeting Yeah, that's not selling that's having a meeting and actually reviewing what we could should be doing because mm -hmm. if like the three partner firm I mentioned earlier that's what they did mm -hmm. so every Friday at 12 o'clock they went to the kitchen got a cup of tea or a cup of coffee the three of them walked into the uh, their board room sounds a bit grand it was a meeting room yeah. um, and reviewed how many meetings they'd had with clients last week mm -hmm. how many meetings they'd had with introducers last week and how many actions they took on their pipeline list last week and what they're going to do this week. That's it. It's not, I mean, that's, is that scary? Nah. Is it selling? No, it's a holding to account, and that's where yeah. maybe there's a challenge, Matt. There's that, yes, reluctant to sell, but I think it's more a reluctant to either hold people to account or be held to account. Mm -hmm. That's maybe where the uh, rub is. But actually, let's not make it difficult. Let's just have a cup of tea have an agenda yep. and run a sales meeting every week and guess what do not matter what's on the bleeding agenda excuse my French yeah yeah it'll, something will happen yeah yeah right and if they do it every week without fail habitually and get that weekly rhythm around it then um, they'll get something that very few accountants have which is sustainable predictable fee profit and capital value growth mm -hmm. which is what they'll want yeah but will they do it well actually address a key habit sales mm -hmm. meeting habit and they will so here's a scenario that let's take that three partner firm, not literally, but our three partner firm as an example. Um, let's say two of the partners are pretty good at selling, the other one isn't, but, but just as valuable to the business, perhaps in other ways. Yeah. Um, somebody I was speaking to on one of the other podcasts was very much of the uh, mind that you have to specialise in the firm. So if somebody, you know, if somebody great, great accountant, great doing the technical work, you know, load of other skills mm. could be crap at selling yeah um, that's a technical term aren't it? yeah yeah that is yeah, yeah. 
excuse me. Do, do they become part of that? Do you train them no. and just say, take, no. that, take them away no. from that? No. You know, it's easier to open an unlocked door than it is to open a locked door, mm-hmm. unless you've got the key. Well, we're human beings, and, you know, square peg, square hole, round yeah. peg, round hole. So if you've got a tax partner, a really sharp tax mm-hmm. person, who really doesn't want to interact with people, whether they're in their own firm, yeah. their mates, their partner, life partner, I mean... Okay, I'm exaggerating. Um, you know, there's that saying, isn't there? A volunteer beats ten press men. Mm-hmm. So put the volunteers in the room. Yeah. There's. Uh, I'm doing some work with a nine partner firm, mm-hmm. and uh, teed up a similar weekly habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, not around the sales meeting, something else. But let's keep this uh, relatively focused. Um, and four of the nine did what was required. Now, all credit to this firm. Mm-hmm. All nine partners met first thing Monday morning every week without fail. Mm-hmm. All I did was get them to change the agenda. Yeah. So they were in there, but the managing partner says, well, when we get onto this bit, some are engaged, some aren't. What do we do? And I just said, ignore them. Because mm-hmm. if we, you know, if you don't, you tend to spend more time, more effort, more energy on the people that aren't, yeah. rather than the same effort, energy, and time on the people that Ah, yeah. Well, actually, it's the ones that are who are predisposed to it want to, mm-hmm. who will give you all the wins you need. Yeah, okay. We don't need to flog the proverbial dead horse. Yeah, no okay. disrespect meant to anybody. Yeah. You know, I was I did a course myself uh, last week. Um, uh, it, brilliant, and it was the, the guy Peter Thompson was talking about. Um, you know that phrase, "You can lead a horse to water, mm-hmm. but you can't make them drink." And and that uh, uh, applies here. Mm-hmm. You can put the wrong people in the room, but they won't drink and you know wholeheartedly get into what needs to be going on. Now Peter says they will if you put salt in their oats. So if you put salt in their oats, then they will be drink because they'll be gagging. Yeah. But actually, you know, I'm, I think in marketing terms that works. In human terms, it, it doesn't. Work. No, it doesn't work. And do, do you think that some? Perhaps the structure of accounting firms that creates an issue where you've got the partner model. I've got kind of two parts of question to you here. So you've got that on one hand, where it's like you people need to deliver and it needs to feel equal. But if, yeah, like you say, half of them aren't good at that thing, then they're not going to deliver in that sense. Perhaps in another sense, but that model is maybe biased towards um, everyone doing the same kind of thing. Um, added to that, then. Could you then perhaps think, well, do I do, do you outsource that sales role to a complete specialist who doesn't have to be an accountant, or do you think that needs to be somebody within the the firm in that way? Uh, you can outsource it, or, or rather, outsource. You know, maybe uh, recruit someone. Or, yeah, 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 recruit someone who's a specialist. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> uh, so, and I see firms do that, mm-hmm. um, and there's there's several examples in the UK that I've um, met and talked to who've. Um, uh, hiring someone who is a salesperson. Yeah. Um, I've seen it not work, and I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. Um, the is the partnership model uh, uh, broken? Mm. Um, relevant to this growth aspect because yeah. we've got some partners are technically brilliant. Um, let's call them the tax partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some partners who are brilliant at managing production. Yeah. Who manage to get all the work. Mm-hmm. Through the firm, on time, not 
government good deadlines, but customer deadlines and our own firm's deadlines, yeah. which is a habitual thing. Yeah. Um, so we've got someone who's a production expert, and we've got someone who's a technical tax expert, and then we've got someone who's a relationship expert, but doesn't want to sell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they're great going out to see their clients. You know, the uh, in the banks in the UK, they've got farmers and hunters on their team. Yeah. You know, there's those that farm relationships, they, <clears> you know, <throat> nurture and so forth. Hunters go out and find the new ones. Yeah. And then we've, we've got a hunter. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you've got that mix, then you, your firm is, it doesn't matter whether it's a corporate structure, partner structure, mm-hmm. get the best out of your people. Make the technical person do some technical work. The, Production person do the production work, take responsibility for the relationship manager, make sure that all the man- the relationships are being managed and the hunter goes out and wins you some new work. Mm. However, you don't really need a hunter in an accountancy practice mm-hmm. because the number one source of all leads in all firms, all over the U- UK, I was going to say, but all over the world, I would mm-hmm. argue, is referrals. Yeah. Even now in the <clears throat> realms of the digital world, referrals are still number one mm-hmm. and we can tie two two aspects to that referrals from clients referrals from introducers yeah but ultimately if you've got two cups mm-hmm. you'll have as many leads converted from the referral cup than you will from every other single element of marketing you could possibly create in an accounts practice mm-hmm. uh, I did a survey a year and a half ago 108 firms from all over the world actually contributed to that and that's what it said, mm-hmm. you know. And it was I, I'm I'm only interested in converted leads. Yeah, you know, not marketing for general. Oh, look at all these leads. No, 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 no. Converted leads is yeah. the uh, holy grail. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going off tangent slightly. You only need farmers f- to use that, mm-hmm. you know, metaphor in an accountancy firm because if they're brilliant at nurturing relationships with their clients mm-hmm. and building relationships with their clients, they're going to get referrals. Mm-hmm. And that'll grow the practice. Mm-hmm. But actually, the challenge is, will they, so they'll get a name, they'll get a recommendation from a client or an introducer. Mm-hmm. Will they then follow that up brilliantly, mm-hmm. remarkably, yeah. to coin a phrase? Well, they will if they're having a weekly sales meeting and they're reporting on the fact they've got a name. Yeah. And someone goes, well, what are you doing with that? What have you done with that? Yeah. And that happens every week. So actually, we can almost do away with the hunter style of person because they struggle to fit into most accountancy firms okay. because they're in an anachronism. Yeah. To the way most the most of the ethos around an accountancy firm works. Yeah. Okay. Which by the way is mostly obsessed with technical work mm-hmm. rather than relationship work. Yeah. And that talk well, I'm about to talk tomorrow for several hours on that to an audience <laughs> of accountants. Okay. That's where the that's where the rub is. So we talk about sales all day for an accountancy practice, but if they're not having a sales meeting and they're not genuinely driving more meetings with more clients more often, mm-hmm. then they won't grow anything like what they could. Yeah, okay. So you mentioned other types of marketing, um, referrals being the mainstay of new business, and you know we're a website company, and I would, I always say that that will be your main yeah. source of leads. I think the website has an important role. What, what do you think it is? Nah, it's a waste of time. <laughs> and you know I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> nah, uh, crucial. <coughs> um, the accountancy firm does a brilliant job for a, a business owner and the business owner talks about how good their accountant is mm-hmm. in a group in the bar at the golf club squash club wherever dinner party someone who's maybe on the hunt for an accountant the next thing they're going to do is check out the website mm-hmm. so the website is absolutely crucial and its job in my view 
is to capture the fact that someone has talked about the firm. Mm-hmm. Capture, what I mean is, essentially, it grabs names. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a um, you know it's a pool with a load of fishing rods with lines and hooks yeah hanging on every page mm-hmm. one hook on each page so, you know be believer that you keep every page relatively simple in my view um, but ultimately you, the firm the accountancy firm does work that gets people talking those people that are listening to the talk yeah go to the website and go is this really as good as they're saying it is mm-hmm. and it has to look as though you are as good as they're saying you are yeah I, I always call it sealing the deal you know you get referred but you still you trust who's referred you, you know probably you're not just most people now they're savvy to online research reviews and so it's that kind of um, yeah it's sealing the deal isn't it you go yeah is, is this okay is this right and I think there's also a timing issue as well in that um there's a, there's a lot of inertia from leaving one accounting firm to Massive go to inertia. another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it does a timing factor, right, yeah. as well. Yeah. So it, it takes usually time. certain. Yeah, it takes time, and the, it's usually done at certain times of the year. So you might get referred, and there's a bit of pain there. You might want to leave. You visit their website, sign up for an email or something, and then that's where having that name, you can keep nurturing that person. Doing that farming thing yeah, online, absolutely. And then when they're ready, oh, who are they going to think about? You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're the one in, in front of me. I agree. And the reason we, you know, uh, two reasons we got into building the business bite size mm-hmm. uh, content uh, was if you're in a meeting with a client and you have the same conversation you've had every meeting for the last four years, yeah, um, they might start to wonder whether there's, there's something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our job, or rather the accountant's job, is to have high-quality discussions, high-quality mm-hmm. conversations about high-quality issues and opportunities around running a business, of which there are dozens yeah. and dozens and hundreds of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the in-meeting stuff. Mm-hmm. But you saying that, look, the accountancy firm gets referred, the person who has heard this goes onto the website, and something on the website they go... Yeah, I'm interested in that report or whatever, and that's where we've developed bite size. So here's a free four-page report. Uh, oh yeah, on KPIs. So um, the uh, the next step is that gets delivered, and like you say, they might not be ready to move at that moment, but their name's now in your list. Yeah, and then they get another business bite size a number of weeks later, and yeah. then another, and then another waiting for their existing accountant to either ignore them enough or cock up exactly and for them to go I've had enough who am I going to talk to and then they talk to the person who's in their face in a good way and I think that can take a year it can take two years it can take three years absolutely right and you know anyone who owns a business a year goes by in a flash so you might be thinking, oh yeah, yeah I might switch, and then yeah. before a year's yeah. gone, absolutely. Um, and, and that, and and I think there's, no, I'm not, I don't think, I'm absolutely certain. Nearly every accountancy firm on the planet does not lead nurture anywhere near enough. No, often enough, or high quality enough. Yep, I agree with. Period. That. And that's another reason for right. What if you're delivering high value content, whether it be your content, Matt, mm-hmm. something like business bite size. 
tax content even you know the standard you know newsletter stuff mm-hmm. that is has a place yeah well persistence is underrated in marketing um, it goes back to your Amundsen example mm. of 50 miles don't, don't just do the kind of one big campaign and then think where's all the business you know you're going to have to touch pe- I mean you hear it's 4 it's 11 whatever the, the, the example is you have to touch people a lot of times before they convert yeah fact and, and you've got to do de- and now we have to deliver value mm. because uh, people all unsubscribe yeah so if you seem to be selling yeah. in, at those touch points as opposed to delivering value yeah. in those touch points, people will, they'll bow out. Yeah, they'll absolutely. bow out of the relationship. So it's got to be value driven. What's value? It's it means something. There's a perceived benefit to solving a problem in the business, and that's you know why good content is rare. Yeah, it is rare, um, and um, you just never know. You know when you're going to catch them right. Mm. So you've got to set your system up to be a long-term lead-nurturing system. Mm-hmm. How long? Long. Yeah, yeah I, long. Don't know, I don't know the number, but it's years, it's, I think. It is. Yeah. It is, and if you approach it from that perspective, you're A, patient, yeah. you're B, persistent, and ultimately, it'll deliver results. Yeah, it will do. Final question then. Um, so I'm over here from New Zealand. I've been <coughs> to... Um, the ZeroCon conference in, in the UK, which completes that I've been to one in the US, UK, New Zealand and Australia. And it's, it's interesting talking to firms in all of those countries. Um, what a lot of the firms in the UK were talking to me about, the perception is that um, New Zealand and Australia is 18 months, two years, light years ahead. I, 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 I think there's some interesting differences. Um, I'd be interested to get your take on on that side of things. I don't know, Matt. Is the mm. honest. I, I have so little to do with. We've got a number of people uh, from Australia and New Zealand who are in our lists yeah. uh, that we're nurturing, mm-hmm. um, but there's only a handful, mm. and I've not had um, enough experience of the deep. In the UK, I've had I don't know twelve in the last. Seven years, eight years, twelve, thirteen hundred one-on-one meetings with the partners mm-hmm. of accounting firms. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of know what makes accounting firms in the UK tick. Yeah, uh, the firm I work with out in the US is actually a Brit mm-hmm. uh, who okay, works yeah, out in the yeah. US. So it's um, there the, the does seem to be when I look at the websites in particular mm-hmm. a real difference between uh, American sites and uh, UK sites. Yeah, and the UK sites look a lot like. Australian sites. Yeah, I, I would agree. There's a sense that maybe Australia, New Zealand, a little bit further forward, uh, but not not massively so. I can point yeah. to sites in the UK that look like the best sites in Australia, and vice versa. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, how it works, the mechanics, the, mm-hmm. the habits that are running in the firms. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know what's going on. Yeah, and 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 make a compare contrast. But I get the sense from looking at what other people do in Australia, like me, mm. that it's the same issues. I think it is. I think it is broadly the same. Um, I think the US is very. I mean, the US is very different. It's a very different tax system. It's a very different setup altogether. And I'm not sure it's one country. I'm not sure you look yeah. at it as one country because no. you, you know San Francisco and down that you know that corridor is very different from yeah. New York, which is very different from Virginia, yes. which is very different from Ohio. So I, I, I think there's. Um, I'm not sure you can necessarily see it as one. 
yeah, culture. Yeah, you know, yeah. whereas the UK sort of is, and yeah, Australia much. sort of is, and yeah. New Zealand sort of is. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay, well, thanks very much for that. Um, I'm going to um, put up um, information about um, Remarkable Practice and Business Bite Size on the page when the podcast goes up. So cool. have a look there. And uh, thanks for your time, Paul. Matt's been great. Thank you. Much appreciated. Cheers. Cheers.